Hello everyone, welcome to today's health update. My name's Roy Williams, often called the guru of good health, the superintendent of supplementation. Thank you, thank you, thank you for choosing to listen to this show. If you're a beginner, if this is the first time for you, hang on. I do teach uh, on Mondays. This is called Monday School. I teach the Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And if you're going to follow along with me, get your King James Version of the Bible down. And uh, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 18, uh, starting with verse 8. I'm teaching wisdom. And you know, Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. There's been none wiser before him, uh, no human except for Jesus Christ himself, uh, none after him, okay? Uh, he is the wisdom. He, he was the one that God granted that uh, because when God asked him, uh, told him he could have anything he wanted. I mean, all he had to do was ask God anything he wanted, whether it was riches, uh, you know, big house, if it was uh, uh, popularity, uh, whatever. He could have had anything he wanted, and he said, please, Father, just give me wisdom to lead your people. 
So God made him the wisest man that's ever lived besides Jesus Christ himself. Uh, so you want to know everything you can if you want wisdom uh, from the book of, uh, of Psalms. I mean, I'm sorry, from the book of Proverbs, uh, where he put down a little short cliches about wisdom that if you learn them, if you read them, if you study them, guess what? You'll see them start to have an impact in all of your life, every day of your life. There's hardly a day goes by now that I can't refer back to the wisdom that I've read and studied in Proverbs. Uh, you want a little thing to do that I that got me started on it? I uh, was a wise man once told me, Roy, read the first chapter of the book of Proverbs on the first day of the month. On the second day of the month, read the second chapter and do that every day of the month. There's 31 chapters. So on the, the months with 30 days, he said, uh, just stop at 30 and go back to one. He says, but on the days of 31, read them all. And you don't want to miss 31 uh, because that's about uh, a, a good wife. But anyway, uh, if you'll do that, if you'll just make the habit of starting every day with God's Word, your life will change. It's changed mine, and now I have been able to talk to hundreds and hundreds of people who have told me the same thing. Starting their day with the Word of God changed their lives. It will change yours, too. I believe that with all my heart. Uh, so let's go to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. Uh, it reads this way from the King James Version. That's where I ended last week, but I always cover that the, the last week's verse uh, again, and we're going to cover it now. Uh, verse 8 uh, from the King James Version says, The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Now, that's from the King James Version, which was uh, translated the second time in the 1800s, but it's still got a lot of the old English in it. Uh, that for a lot of people just don't make any sense because we don't use those words anymore. So what I do is I then have taken every verse in Proverbs and I broke it down into modern English. I do not change the meaning of anything. I go straight to the Hebrew and I find out what the Hebrew actual interpretation of that word was and then I put it in modern English. I never change the word of God. I just make it easier to understand. Modern English Verse eight. I mean, verse eight would read this way: the words of a gossip are easy to swallow. You see, a talebearer is a gossiper. Boy, the Bible don't speak very highly of people that gossip. Stop that now if you're involved in it. That's basically what he's telling you here. They are easy to swallow, though. Uh, you know, they uh, they go down so easy. Uh, it's like a wound is what it says in, in, in verse 8, but that means you don't mean to get a wound. It just happens. Uh, it's easy to swallow. But if you finish that verse out in modern English, and they go down into the chambers of death, where it says the innermost parts of the belly, uh, if you read it in Hebrew, uh, that's what it means. Is the, you know When it's talking about the belly, it's down to the, actually down to the grave. That's more or less what it's talking about. Uh, it can destroy your life. Don't be a gossip. Proverbs 18, 9, verse 9 in King James says, He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. Now, if you read that, you'd know slothful probably means lazy, and that would be correct. Okay, but modern English, I would put it this way. Consider also anyone that is slack in their work, okay, for they are kin to a master destroyer. 
You look up great waster in Hebrew, and it means master destroyer. They're good at destroying people's lives. So you see how being a gossip and being lazy, these are the things that destroy people's lives. That's what makes this book about wisdom. It's teaching you how to live in these flesh bodies. And we are trapped in these flesh bodies until we uh, until that silver cord breaks, in other words, until we die, and then absent of the body's present with the Lord instantly, you're re- you're, you are resurrected, you're raised back into uh, your spiritual body, and you're back with God. That's instant. Uh, so, uh, you know, trust me, there is a resurrection, but it's not probably the one you've been ta- taught about. Jesus resurrected instantly from the second his, uh, he died. That body was just going back to the grave at that point. And remember, they did put him in the grave. Of course, his body did come back alive. Our bodies don't. That was a different thing. I'll explain that another day. Chapter 18, verse 10, Proverbs in King James says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Modern English that would read, The name of the Lord, I call him uh, Yahweh, the only true and living God, in other words, is a powerful defense. The innocent rush to it, or him, you might say, and are protected. So I'm going to read that again. The name of the Lord is a powerful defense. The innocent run to it and are protected. Okay? Verse 8, I mean, verse 11, chapter 18, Proverbs, King James reads, The rich man's wealth is his strong city. And as an high wall is in his own conceit. Boy, this one gets right down to conceit. And, uh, you know, uh, thinking too highly of yourself. Or you might say pride. Okay, you ever been around some really wealthy people, highly successful people, and they're really proudful, uh, stuck up, high-minded, hold their head higher than you do, dress better than you do? Uh, be careful around those people because if you read and understand this proverb, you'll know why. In modern English, that would read, a wealthy person's possessions become their security. (laughs) Don't get too secure with your possessions, folks. I know, I know it's easy to get trapped in the world and its glory, uh, but that's not what we ought to do in these bodies because we are going to die. This physical body, it's appointed to man once to die. I don't care how rich you are, you're not carrying any of it with you, right? But the last part of that verse would read in modern English, a strong protection in their own mind. Conceited people, they think too highly of themselves in their own mind. So I'm going to read that verse again in modern English. A wealthy person's possessions become their security, a strong protection in their own mind. Is it real protection? No. Is it God's protection? No. It's their pride. Pride goeth before the fall, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard that before. It is so true. Let's go to verse 12, King James Version. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. Now, you notice even honor is spelled different in in the uh, Old English, but let's read it in modern English. Before ruin, that's what destruction means. Before ruin, uh, the consciousness of humans, the heart is talking about the mind or the consciousness, okay? So before ruin, the consciousness of humans is arrogance. That's what a haughty person is. They're arrogant. And before glory, there is humility, okay? Uh, you know, those that are glorified, especially if you're glorified by God, you'll notice those people are humble. 
They recognize that it's God that gives them everything, that makes them what they are. It's not us and our own ability. Now, we have to do our part, but all good things come from God. Proverbs 18, 13, King James Version, He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. Let's read that in modern English. Anyone that tries to solve a situation before knowing the details will look foolish and cause themselves disgrace. I'm going to read that again. Anyone that tries to solve a situation, a problem, before knowing the details, it'll make them look foolish and cause themselves disgrace. Don't get caught up in your own pride. Don't get caught up in how haughty you are and how special you are. Yes, you are special. God made you unique, but he did not make you God. He wants you to Put him in all areas of your life. And when you do that, wonderful things happen. Uh, Verse 14, Proverbs chapter 18, King James Version. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, who can bear? Modern English, a good attitude of humans will sustain them through sickness, but someone with a broken spirit who can bear? You know, it's hard to fix someone with a broken spirit. You can fix them when they're sick, or or you can help them if they're damaged uh, to heal, and you can comfort them. But boy, when that spirit gets broke, uh, now you got another situation on your hands. Uh, verse 15, Proverbs, uh, King James, the heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. Okay, Uh, In other words, uh, modern English would say the mind of the crafty acquires understanding. That's what that means. You're gaining knowledge means you're gaining gaining understanding. And the audience of the shrewd desire understanding. If you've ever been around a shrewd person, you want to listen to what they got to say because they've probably got some real success going on. And I'm talking about real success, not man's idea of success. Uh, but real success. Eighteen sixteen, chapter eighteen, verse sixteen, King James: A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, you, you start buying people stuff and giving them nice gifts, you'll get their attention. So in modern English, that would read: A person's present helps others accept them, and gets them invitations with. Popular people with popular people. If you want to be around popular people, that's how you do it. But is it really good to do that? You need to decide. Verse 17, King James, he that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. What does that mean, first in his own cause? Well, let's read it in modern English. Those that are foremost in their own cause comes across as righteous. In other words, they see themselves as righteous. They believe that they're good. They believe that they are important. Be careful. Be careful if you get all haughty and into yourself. What is, how does that finish up modern English? But their associates determine their character. That's their neighbors, their associates. They'll determine their character. You know what? People can tell your character by hanging around you. How you speak, how you act, how you treat others, uh, how much you know of the Word of God, how wise you are. They're looking for those things. Verse 18, King James, a lot causeth contentions to cease and, par- and parteth between the mighty. 
what is a lot? Well, it's it's like drawing stones. Uh, it's like pulling, you know, straws. You might say you you know you, you get three straws, a long one, a medium-sized one, and then a short one. Uh, you're drawing straws. That's what it boils down to. So let's read it in modern English. Blindly drawing a stone from a container can cause strife or quarrels to stop. That, that's how you can stop a quarrel. All right, you got a big fight going on. You, you put three straws there, say there's three of you involved, and one of you is going to be the, the leader, and you don't know who to make the leader. Well, you put three straws in there, a long one, a medium one, and a short one, and let them draw. What will that do? That can stop quarrels. That can stop the strife, okay, and separate strong opponents. That's the last part of the verse. Read that whole thing in modern English. Blindly drawing a stone from a container can cause strife to stop and separate strong opponents. It stops fights. It keeps war from going on. Sometimes it's that simple, sitting down and talking, working things out. Verse 19, a brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Modern English, a co-worker offended is harder to be brought back into confidence than a breach than to breach a castle wall, boy. You ever hurt somebody's feelings? Uh, you ever offend someone, uh, a coworker, or even a neighbor, or sometimes even a family member? Have you ever noticed, boy? It's hard to breach that wall, but guess what? It can be done. You just got to do it God's way, using His wisdom instead of man's way, using His cleverness. Verse twenty. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Now that's a little hard to understand in, in the old English, so let's read it modern English. A person's desire will be satisfied with the accomplishments of their speech and from the profits of their communications. You need to learn to talk to people. You need to find good in people. You need to be smart enough to look for the good in people, talk about the good in people, and find out what you do agree on instead of uh, you know, fighting over what you, you can't see eye to eye on. Come on, let's, let's, let's use God's wisdom. Verse 21, King James Version says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Here we are talking about speech again. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Let's read that in modern English. It makes a lot more sense. Life and death can be controlled by what you say, and those who love to talk will be held accountable for what they say. Now remember, this is Hebrew. I'm breaking it down from the first original language of Hebrew, which is what the Old Testament was written in, and I'm bringing it to you in modern English to make it easy to understand without changing the meaning of the verses that I'm going over with you. All right, verse 22, whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Now, this says a wife, okay? But remember, wife or husband, uh, that kind of thing can mean either spouse. So let me read it in modern English. Whoever finds a good spouse, whether it be male or female, if you're male, you find a good female. If you're a female, find a good male. I don't go that male to male and you know, woman to woman thing. That's, now I'm not talking, I, I don't hold anything against anybody. I don't judge anybody, but that's an abomination. That's what God said. 
homosexuality of any kind is an abomination to God. In other words, it's it's detestable to him. Now, you can get mad if you want to and say, Roy Williams, you blah, 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 whatever you want to say about me, but it's not me. God said that. I'm teaching the word of God. I'm not giving you my opinions, okay? Now, I, for one, believe in the word of God, so I'm going to try my best to live by it. But let's read that verse 22 in modern English. Whoever finds a good spouse uncovers a precious thing and brings out pleasure from the one true God. You want to please God? You want to find favor with God? <laughs> find a good spouse. Boy, you are just one you are one blessed person if you're able to do that. And I would encourage you uh, to pray and ask God to lead you to the spouse that is right for you. You can't go wrong when you mix God into all your decisions. Verse 23, King James Version. The poor useth entreaties, but the rich answereth roughly. Now, let's talk about that in modern English. Those who are poor may have to plea for mercy, but the rich can give a strong answer. <laughs> you ever notice that? Wealthy people can be uh, they can be real strong in how they talk. They can be real matter of fact because they got money, they got power. And that's all that's saying is, you know, those people, uh, they can give a strong answer. But the poor, they can't give too strong of an answer a lot of times without uh, strong people getting angry with them or powerful people or financially wealthy people, okay? 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. This is very important. In other words, a person who has friends must prove themselves to be caring and concerned. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a relative. You know what friend that is? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. That is a brother or a sister in Christ. That is someone who puts God first in their lives. Trust me, they can be closer than a relative. All right, that was the end of chapter 18. Let's go right into chapter 19, verse 1. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Now, here's another one uh, you want to understand completely. It is more acceptable, in other words, to be oppressed and have good conduct than to have a corrupt mouth and prove that you are stupid. <laughs> I think that's pretty well written, you know. Uh, it's it's just that simple. You run off at that mouth, you have a corrupt mouth, a perverse mouth, which is perverted mouth, perverted words, corrupt things. You'll just prove just how stupid you are. That's never profitable. Never in any circumstance in life is that profitable or good. Verse 2, also that the soul be without knowledge is not good. And he that hasteneth with his feet sinneth. Here's another one you need to understand modern English. It would say it this way. Also, for a person to completely reject understanding, remember knowledge is understanding? So for a person to completely reject understanding, that is not good, for they run directly into sin. That's modern English. That's how you would read that, and that's easy to understand. Isn't it neat that in Hebrew it's real simple language, real simple to understand 
Uh, in English, it gets kind of perverted to some degree because we don't we don't understand that old English. If we understood what those words meant in Hebrew, it'd make a lot more sense, and that's why I'm doing this. Proverbs 19, verse 3, King James Version, The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. So what is a foolish person? Let's say it this way. The thoughtless speech of humans frustrate their plans. It perverteth their ways. It frustrates their plans. And their consciousness works against God. Uh, what they're fearful of works against God. They're not dependent on God. They're dependent on their own wits, their own smarts, whatever you want to call it. Verse 4, wealth maketh many friends. You ever notice wealthy people, people gather around them, want to touch them, want to get close to them, want to be friends with them, right? So wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. In modern English, riches draws many companions, but the needy are divided from their friends. You ever notice that? It's just not right, but that's the way it is. Five, a false witness shall not be unpunished. And he that speaketh lies shall not escape. What is a false witness? Uh, well, somebody testifying in court. So let's read it in modern English. A witness that falsely testifies will be punished. Once they're found out that they lied in court, woo, you want to make a judge mad? You want to get in a lot of trouble? Uh, give false testimony, okay? A witness that falsely testifies will be testifies will be punished, and those who intentionally tell lies will no escape will not escape justice understand that you intentionally start telling a bunch of lies you're not going to escape justice verse 6 many will entreat the favor of the prince and every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts boy that couldn't be said truer uh, but we will read it in modern english many will seek the presence of the officials and everyone is a companion to those that give gifts boy you want to be around those people's giving stuff away don't you is it right or is it wrong? Well, it's just the way it is. Be careful. Know your wisdom. You'll get by fine. Seven, all the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He pursueth them with words, yet they are wanting to him. That's a little hard to understand, but in modern English, it clears up. All right, The family of the poor will shun them. Even their friends will try to avoid them. They persecute with their speech but they are as nothing to them, okay? Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> when you talk about pursuing, you translate that into Hebrew, it's persecute, all right? All right, let's go one more today. Verse 8, he that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. Now, let's read that in modern English for the end today. Those who search for wisdom care for their own soul. Those who cling to insight will discover prosperity. How clear can it be? You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we teach the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Uh, we want you to know that God loves you. Uh, he, was, he loved you so much that he made you unique. Uh, there's not two of you in this world. Even if you're identical twins, you got different fingerprints. You got different personalities, chances are. But he made you exactly the way he wants you. If you're male, he made you male. If you're female, he made you female. That don't give you the right to go against him and change it. That's going to get you in trouble. 
I, trust me, I'm not. It's not my opinion. That's God's word. He made you exactly the way He wants you to be. Uh, quit, quit trying to change that. Now, what He did give you control over, though, are the decisions you make. You see, He made you a free person to choose which way you want to live. He gave you freedom to choose who you want to follow. In the first earth age, we'll get into that another day, but one-third of God's created creations, uh, in that day it was spirits, we were all spirits to begin with, and one-third of them turned on God and decided to follow Satan. Folks, we don't want to be caught up in that, okay? We want to follow Christ. We want to follow the Word of God. Why? Because it always turns out better for everyone involved. When you take God out of the picture the way America has in our schools and in our, in our political arena and even in our churches today, uh, and teaching man's traditions instead of the words of God, uh, you can see where it's got us. Thank you all for listening to today's health update. I hope you share this with other people. Uh, remember the book, Start With Wisdom, will be out in a few months, and we will let you know so you can get one. Until next time, may God continue to bless all of us with abundant health. As I said earlier, thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with others who need to know the truth. To hear this or any of Roy's shows, go to www.podbean.com, www.podbean.com. And remember, you can learn more by going to our website, www.nhcherbs.com That's www.nhcherbs.com Or you can call to get more information at 256-757-0660